the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. Well, tonight we come to part two in our new teaching regarding the uproar and the lawlessness, violence and division and spiritual warfare in our country today. Ever since the death of George Floyd by a racist police officer, Satan has taken this one thing and has ignited a war among those in the American cities, and the people are looking for answers and solutions in all the wrong places. Well, tonight, Dr. Buckner will give us some solutions by getting to the roots so we can bear fruit. For we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Well, Dr. Buckner, we are on the air once again. How are you tonight? I am truly blessed, Brother Gary, and uh, thank you so much again for that uh, wonderful introduction, and we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. And I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be uplifted and blessed by the program tonight. We want to call your attention to uh, a text of Scripture that's found in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews uh, chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to read in your hearing uh, verses 14 through uh, 17. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 through 17. The text says, follow peace with all men. Oh, how we need that today huh? in our world. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. In other words, if you don't follow peace, and live a life of holiness, uh, the text says you will not see the Lord. This is a challenge to all of us today in the church and outside the church, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any, now notice here, the word root. And we're talking about the subject that uh, you Got to get to the root in order to bear fruit. But notice what the writer says here about the word root. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Oh, this is the description of our world today. Bitterness. They're not getting better. They're getting bitter lest there be any fornication or profane person as Esau, who for the marshal of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward 
when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he had found no place of repentance, so he sought it carefully with tears. May the Lord have a blessing for the reading and edification and exhortation of his holy word. Now, what uh, happened with uh, Esau is happening with so many people today uh, with uh, a lot of bitterness, uh, anger, and they uh, are committing all sorts of sins, and they are not falling to the area uh, of uh, repentance. They're not falling in the area of repentance. They're falling in the area of uh, feeling bad about things with tears, but there is no genuine repentance at all. Therefore, God cannot change their hearts. Remember we said last week, uh, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, Jeremiah said. And Jesus said, out of the heart proceed all of these evil uh, things. Now, I want to talk to you about we must get to the root of our problems in America in order to bear fruit. Let me say that title again. We must get to the root of our problems in America in order to bear fruit. Oh, what a true title, because we are in a demonic, confused, and crazy world that we are living in today. Everywhere you look, there is uh, problems and troubles, and demons are behind all of this stuff, and he's making it uh, where people are looking at themselves as the enemy, and rather than looking at Satan as the enemy. And that's why... We need to understand spiritual warfare in this battle because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. People are not our enemies. And yet in the world today, people are fighting each other, killing each other because they don't understand spiritual warfare. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and particularly verse 12. Now, I want to bring out a point to you that's going to be a shock to some of you. Now, listen to this now. I have an acronym for the word BLM. BLM. This acronym is this. Believe, that's the word for B. Believe, another B, in the Bible. Because it will transform your life. And then the L stands for believe in the Lord. The L stands for the Lord, because he needs to become the ruler of our lives. And then the M stands for let him be the Messiah, the master, the ruler of your life. Now, I like that term better than Black Lives Matter, because Black Lives Matter cannot change it. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can change a wicked heart that is not after God. You know, a lot of times for every difficulty, there is a root cause for that difficulty that we have asked for in our lives or experienced in our lives. Now, we got to get to the root in order to bear fruit. We got to get to the root in order to bear fruit. And the root that's coming out of a lot of people is the wrong root. 
see, I want to deal with the real root problem tonight and in this series so I can help all those who are listening and so you can help others as you share this message with others. We have to deal with the root problem in order to help people today that's in a lost world without Jesus Christ. If you try, now listen to this carefully, if you try to solve the problems of our world with Black Lives Matter, it won't work. It won't work with White Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter, Yellow Lives Matter. No life other than Christ can save humanity. If you try to solve the problems of our world with white guilt and black victimization, it won't work. If you try to solve the problems of our world addressing and trying to fix racism, it won't work. Or if you want to be a racist, it won't work. If you try to solve the problems of our world through the law and lawlessness, rioting, looting, stealing, vandalism, burning, killings, and even taking down historical statues and replacing history, it won't work. Even if you think choosing the best candidate for presidency in the United States, it won't solve the problem either. In order to bear fruit, how do we do that? How do we bear fruit? What do we do? I mean, this is an important question for all of us today listening to this message. You know, a lot of us today, we're trying to cure a root canal. If you try to cure a root canal issue with outward brushing and flushing, flossing your teeth, these outward things don't deal with the inner pain deeply rooted in your in the root canal that needs to be addressed by doctors or specialists. It is only like trying to cure cancer or the COVID-19 with a Band-Aid. These are only outward symptoms of deeply rooted problems within. It just doesn't work. Let me say this in conclusion. The root cause of our problems today It's a three-letter word, S-I-N. That's the first S. And the answer to that first S is a second S, which is a Savior. And that's Jesus, who will forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from our sins, and renew us. 1 John 1 and 9 says that we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, when we confess our sins, we got to repent. And if we repent as individuals and as a nation, God will forgive our sins and heal our land. That's what it tells us in Second Chronicles 7 and 14. Let me read it. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. When we do this, we are truly dealing with the root problem and the, the true cure of that root problem in our lives and in America and the entire world. And getting to the root of our problem, then God will give us transformed hearts, minds, and thoughts. If we have a sincere desire to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, 
and our neighbor as ourselves, we will destroy racism, lawlessness, disorder immediately. Only The only cure for the root problems in our world is to turn to the only solution today in our world, and that is a Savior who came to forgive us of our sin. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. Let me say this in, in my last statement. Revelation 22 and 16 calls Jesus the root and offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Oh, how we need to replace the root of sin with the root of Jesus. He's the root and offspring of David and the bright and morning star. We need him to root his love in our hearts and root forgiveness in our hearts, root into us love, root into us salvation, root into us a new mind and thoughts, and we'll see a new world by which we live in. My call upon you tonight, my friend, if you're hearing this message, it's never too late for you to confess your sins right now. Confess your sins. If you hated your neighbor, your brother, a family member, if you've been involved with something that is not the solution to the problems today, I'm going to ask you to do three R's. First, say, Lord, I recognize I'm a sinner. That's the first R. The second R, Lord, I repent of my sins. And then the third R, Lord, I receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. If you do that, and if you get that, he will forgive you, restore you, and renew you. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Brother Gary. All right. What an awesome opportunity tonight for those of you who listen to this message and receive Christ. We just want to say welcome to the family. Those of you who are still on the fence, now is the appointed time. Now is the time of salvation. Repent. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And uh, it will be an amazing time for you. Well, we need to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. You know, once again, we'd like to thank all of you who have and these long-time listeners of the program, and those of you who just maybe just started listening, we want to thank you as well, because we know that everyone's been praying, and we're just excited about the fact that uh, you're praying for this ministry, that you're supporting us, that you're listening every week, that you're absorbing the information that uh, we're bringing each week, Dr. Buckner's messages, the questions that are asked and answered, all of these things to build up the body of Christ. And so, we appreciate your prayers. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your continued listening and being part of this ministry. But we also want to thank those who 
partnered with us financially over the last week or so. It does cost us 400 a week to remain on the air, and right now we owe 400 for tonight's show, and uh, we also owe two months' worth of podcasts, which is another 300. So we're looking at a grand total of $700 that we need to retire. So we want to, first of all, thank those who who gave over the last week. That was Bomani and Camila and Megan, Lorraine, Jim and Kim and Alfred. And uh, we just can't uh, thank you enough for your generosity and your support. And also, we just want to encourage you to be a blessing to us through your financial giving. There's two ways you can donate. The first one is simply to uh, get your check or money order and send it to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, PO Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And then the second way is so much simpler. Just go online. Get on your tablet, your laptop, uh, whatever device you like to use to connect to the Internet. And go to contendingfaith.org contendingfaith.org, and uh, click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. You will be a blessing for time and eternity. It's so important that you continue to keep us in your prayers and that you are consistent in your partnership with us financially so that we can continue to do that which God has called us to do. Now, uh, last week we had a caller, uh, a long-term listener, Sandy, and she even... uh, Send us a note over the past week. And, again, we just uh, really appreciate notes and letters that you guys send us to encourage us. And it's okay to send a a question along with that note. And that's exactly what she did. But her question was, does the elect uh, refer to believers? And if so, does that mean that we we will go through the tribulation? She says, I always thought, I was taught that the believers will be raptured before the tribulation. But now I have my doubts. So Dr. Buckner, uh, she's got questions regarding tribulation and you know the issues that uh, pre- and post-tribulation uh, go along with. So I know you have an answer waiting for that question. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary, for uh, reading that as well. And thank you, uh, Sandy, also for sending us the uh, letter. We appreciate it. And let me just say this, you have some good uh, thoughts there and uh, our doubts, and uh, we're going to try to help you with uh, those doubts and uh, to transform them into biblical thoughts. Uh, Let me just say this, um, that um, a lot of times when it comes to the tribulation period or eschatology, the doctrine of the last days, a lot of uh, Christians uh, ask questions on these things, and they get uh, very confused by a lot of answers that may not be the right answers. So what we're going to try to do is take the fusion out of confusion uh, tonight. And uh, let me just say this, that uh, the greatest authority on this is uh, Jesus Christ. And you can't go wrong with following him. That's what I try to do over all of the theologians and those who are into the last days doctrines and so forth. And so when you... Uh, look at the book of um, Matthew chapter 24, and you asked a question regarding the elect there. And I would say to you that the elect is referring to uh, believers. Now, there are people that are involved with a preterist view. Uh, there are historicists, and they 
put everything in the uh, first century, and they don't look at it as a future tribulation. They look at it with Rome and the persecution of uh, Titus in 70 AD. Uh, I don't hold to that position, even though I know that that's something that took place uh, in history in 70 AD. Uh, Now, so the book of Matthew, chapter 24, you know, it's broken down into two sections. It's, uh, number one, it's a local prophecy, and I'm going to encourage people to get these notes down because you won't hear it a lot of times any uh, other place, most other places. Uh, So in Matthew chapter 24, uh, the chapter is broken down into two sections. Number one, a local prophecy, and then number two, a future prophecy. So you have the local prophecy in uh, verses 1 to to 2, and a lot of times uh, preterists will put uh, everything in the historical context uh, with this. Now, so I believe that the elect here is talking about uh, future believers in the tribulation who will not be raptured before the tribulation period, but they will go through the tribulation period. Uh, now, also remember that Jesus is the greatest authority on this subject in eschatology and the doctrine of the last days and the judgment and so forth. Uh, now, uh, it's also important for you to understand that uh, the reason why uh, I say that the church will go through it is because Jesus taught that, and I'll demonstrate that in a few minutes. Um, the There are people today uh, who don't realize this, that the church, the early church never did escape anything. The early church, you know, look at the Paul of, of Faith and the Martyrs and all of them in the book of Hebrews, uh, just read Hebrews chapter 11 and 12, and you'll see that all of them got martyred, mostly all of them except for John. And then you have uh, people uh, that, uh, like Peter, uh, said, I didn't want to die the way my Savior died, so he was put on the cross upside down. Paul was beheaded. And so the church never did escape anything. What makes us think we are going to escape uh, the tribulation as well? And so when you also look at Revelation 13 and 7, it says he made war against the saints. Well, who are the saints? Well, the pre-tribulationists, they say that the saints is talking about the Jewish saints. Well, no, the saints is talking about the entire church because um, God would be a racist to separate him from uh, the Jewish believers and the Gentile believers. And uh, Paul says... You know, there's either Jew, Greek, bond, or free. We're all one. And when he talks about the seed in the book of Hebrews and Abraham's seed, he says, to Abraham's seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Not seed plurals, but singular. So that's important for us to see. Now, secondly, I want to make this point. Um, will we go through the tribulation period? Well, now look at uh, Matthew from a chronological perspective here. Now, let's look at it from a chronological perspective. Everybody get your Bibles and look at this in, in Matthew chapter 24. Notice how he says here, he gives a chronological order. You know, he talks about the temple being destroyed in verse 1 and 2, and then he talks about people who will be deceivers and false Christ, and there will be wars and rumors of wars, and uh, but the end is not yet. And pestilences, famines, earthquakes, and all of that. 
And then chronologically, he starts to talk about, in verse 15, the abomination of desolation. That's when the uh, Antichrist, which is known as the beast in Revelation chapter 13, will sit in the temple proclaiming to be God. And we see this in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 as well. Now, the abomination desolation is put before the, uh, the second coming of Christ. Now, I want you to see the chronological order. Here you have Jesus' warning about things and the signs of the times of the end. Then he mentions in verse 15 the abomination desolation. That's when the Antichrist will come and set up his thing like Antiochus Epiphanes did in the Old Testament. Uh, now, when you move on and look at verse uh, 21, it says, Then shall be great tribulation such as not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. So here you have the chronological order, all of this, and the abomination of desolation. And then you have the great tribulation, which is coming after the abomination of desolation. And then... As you move down further, you have the second coming of Christ. Now, look at that carefully. This is not doctrine. This is Bible. Look at verse 29. It says, immediately after these tribulations of those days, what is the tribulation of those days? Everything that I've mentioned to you chronologically. That means the, the signs, the abomination, desolation, the great tribulation. And then it says, immediately. Those are popular words of Matthew. Immediately after these, the, the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from uh, heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Now notice this here, verse 30. And then, let me pound on that, and then, say it again, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in the heavens. And now so... This shows you that the second coming of Christ will be after the tribulation, not before. Pre-tribulationists try to teach that the tribulation will happen before and the church will be gone. No, Jesus is coming according to what Jesus said and Matthew wrote. After these things, after, then shall you see. Look at everything in the chronological order. And hopefully that will uh, give you some light on this and some understanding. And I would recommend uh, two uh, tremendous books on this subject uh, matter, and that is The the Blessed Hope by Dr. George Elton Ladd and The Church and the Tribulation by Dr. Robert Gundry. So those are two good resources that I want to encourage people to read and look at and hopefully that will give you some additional uh, insight as well. Brother Gary? All right. Well, we've got one minute, so if you want to briefly get Cece on the line, and we may have to go to a break. Uh, Brother, yes. Brother Cece, you there? Oh, yes, I am. I'm here. All right. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, going, I'm doing good because I'm here. You know, I'm oh, listening good. to the gospel. Oh, amen, amen. So let's get your question, and then uh, when we come back from the commercial break, we'll address it. Yeah, I, I called in earlier, and um, I was I wanted to know what was the difference between pre-tribulation and post-tribulation, because that's, you know, it's been a lot of 
you know, I don't, I'm not too clear on that. So I just want to, you know, I know you're an expert in that, so I want to get your input on that. Okay, sounds like a good question. And look like this is a tribulation question uh, night. Amen. Everything is falling right together like a hand in a glove, Brother Gary. So uh, you you hold on, CC, and uh, we will address that question right after that commercial break, Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry Albuquer. I'm Gary Bell, and uh, we're going to get right back into our callers tonight. Time is precious, and you know, if, if you've been uh, wait, hanging on, uh, please, tonight we're just going to entertain your questions. We'll have time to do um, a big, big prayer thing. So bear with us. We're trying to get everybody on the air. So let's get back to CC. Are you there? Oh, yes, I'm here. All righty, Brother CC. Thank you for calling in. Um, Winston Churchill one time said this, uh, he that doesn't know the past is destined to repeat it. And I'll go a step further and say destined to repeat it ignorantly. Uh, let me just say this, that the church for 19 centuries have taught the post-tribulation position that the church will go through the tribulation period. Why? Because Jesus taught it, and I demonstrated that in Matthew 24, and there are other passages, too, that Jesus talked about. He would constantly say the last day, the last day, the last day. And then uh, John taught it, and Paul taught it. So the post-tribulation position is something that the church has taught uh, from the first century on, and it is demonstrated uh, through the Word of God, and I demonstrated it with Matthew 24. So if you heard that, that's a great point right there. But let me say something, uh, and also this, that the early church never did escape anything. And uh, Paul said, God has not given us spirit of fear, but love, power, and sound mind. So... Now, let me say something about the pre-tribulation position. From a historical standpoint, and people can look at this, this is in history, uh, the pre-tribulation position was not even known until about 1844, uh, around 1844, with John Nelson Darby, and there was a young girl that had a vision, alleged vision that the church would be gone, and she influenced John Nelson Darby uh, and then John Nelson Darby influenced the Plymouth Brethren Movement, and then the Plymouth Brethren Movement influenced the Dispensationalist uh, Movement, and then the Dispensationalist Movement influenced Dallas Theological Seminary. So a lot of people come out of Dallas, great teachers come out of there. They've been influenced by that. And it's many that you hear on the radio, they come out of Dallas, not all, but they've been influenced by that thought. So the pre-tribulation position is something relatively new, uh, and you need to know that, and you can do a study on this, and you can find it. Again, 
If you want more information on this, uh, again, get the book by Dr. John George Elton Ladd, uh, The Church and the Tribulation, I mean, The Blessed Hope, rather. He taught The Blessed Hope. And then Robert Guntry, The Church and the Tribulation. So George Elton Ladd, The Blessed Hope, and uh, Robert Guntry, The Church and the Tribulation. So hopefully that has helped you, uh, CC. And uh, you can ask this question again from a scriptural standpoint, and I can give you more scriptures, uh, but we're on a short time schedule tonight. But hopefully that's helped to give you some insight. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, especially with the Matthew 24. So it's kind of, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, do a study on Matthew 24. And if you heard what I was teaching on earlier, that will give you insight. And that's coming from Jesus. Nobody can improve on him. All right, thank you so much, CC. God bless you. We'll be praying for your family. Okay, no problem. All right. All right. Let's go to Brother Rick real quickly. Thank you, loud and clear. I'm ready to ask my question. Yes, I, I, heard, I heard you talk about the uh, post-tribulation uh, related to uh, what Jesus said in Matthew 24. Are there other scriptures besides Matthew 24 where, where it speaks clearly about the uh, post-tribulation? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Great question. <clears throat> I would encourage people to uh, look in their Bibles because uh, this is not button in this Bible. Look in their Bibles at Second Thessalonians chapter two. Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two, and the Apostle Paul was experiencing what we are experiencing today—that all of this, Jesus is going to be coming suddenly, and all of that stuff. But there's a chronological order again. I can't help but to emphasize that. Now I want to read this to you, Second Thessalonians chapter two, and follow uh, what the Lord has to say to uh, us through the Apostle Paul. He says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is in the context of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the gathering together unto you, that you be not soon, soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. See, there were people in the day talking about Jesus going to be coming suddenly. That's what pre-tribulation position is saying, and they were talking that type of stuff in, in Paul's day. And look at Paul set up this chronological order. Let no man deceive you, verse 3, by any means. For that day, the day is talking about the second coming of Christ, shall not come. Now, I want you to notice that. He says, that day shall not come. Let me repeat that again. That day shall not come. Why? What, was, what must happen first? except there become a falling away first. That's the apostasy. That's where people don't have a desire to go to church. It's where people are falling away from the church. That was where people have no desire to serve God, are falling away first. And that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That is the Antichrist. So he says, that day shall not come uh, first until these things happen, a falling away and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that worship, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So the chronological order set up is this. The day will not come 
except there's a falling away first and a man of sin. Then the day will come. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. The day, the return of Christ will not happen until, excuse me, those uh, two things happen, and thus supporting the post-tribulation position uh, right there. So hopefully that gives you some insight along with Revelation 13 and 7, that he made war against the saints. The saints is referring to uh, all believers, and uh, I know you are a Jewish believer in the Lord. Can you imagine God all of a sudden <clears throat> taking the Gentile church up and just leaving you here? Excuse me, because you are a Jew, Jewish believer. That don't make sense, especially when uh, the Apostle Paul says there's neither Jew, Greek, bond, or free. We're all one in Christ. So hopefully that helps you out, Brother Rick. And uh, that, threw me, that threw me off on the uh, pre-tribulation uh, position. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from, from that point on, the post-tribulation made more sense. Oh, yeah, because it's biblical. You know, Jesus taught it in Matthew 24, and Paul learned from that. John learned from that. The early church taught the same position. And I know this is a shock to a lot of people who are hearing this, but look at the Word of God for yourself. Test the Scriptures and see what it has to say. And then get those two books, George Elton Ladd, you know, The Blessed Hope, and uh, Robert Guntry, the church and the tribulation, it will bless your heart because these are professors, men of God, that they've gone on to be with the Lord, but their work is just immeasurable. Well, thank you, Rick, for your call and your question. Uh, this is a day with this. Amen. Brother Gary. All right, let's try to squeeze Jermaine in before we run out of time. Brother Jermaine, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. It's been a fantastic show tonight. Oh, thank you. Yes, the tribulation uh, night. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and, and what's on your heart t- tonight? Well, um, you know, I had a question about Christians dabbling in the occult, but um, I, I, I know you don't have that much time. Is it okay if I just get some uh, prayer and pick that topic up next week? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, that would be uh, great. We can use the rest of the time to pray. But just let me say this. And then we can pick up again with it. But uh, the Bible throughout the book of the Bible in the Old Testament and the New Testament uh, condemns this. You know, the only seance, you know where the only seance in the Bible is mentioned in the Bible? Um, I believe it was when Saul was trying to contact, uh, was it Elijah? Samuel. Yeah, Samuel. It was in 1 Samuel uh, 28 where he seeks after the witch of Endor, and God judged them, and eventually he died around that sin. So I just want to say that as openers, that God condemns us seeking after the occult. And I'll say some more about this, but I just wanted to say that as an, as an opener. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we, we need to really uh, be careful and not go there at all, because we're going to reopen up the world of demons, and that's uh, somewhere you don't want to go. But what's your prayer request? Well, just um, due to the COVID issue, looks like I might be losing my job, and my job's not being too forthcoming. But, uh, you know, it, it wasn't the allegedly evil Donald Trump. It was the 
the uh, district over in San Francisco that received CARES money and is not actually wanting to spend it. So I know God's been faithful, and, and I've been able to testify to that on the show many times. So I just want to put it in his hands preemptively and just pray for him to, to guide my way to employment and, and uh, whatever he has in store for me. Amen. And remember this, uh, when you're down to nothing, God is always up to something, my brother. So, you know, uh, all things work together for good. So we trust that God is going to answer our prayers as we pray for you. And thank you for reaching out with that prayer. Brother Gary, why don't you lead us in a prayer? And if you have anything you want to say to my brother before we... uh, Yeah, I would say, you know, um, there's a lot of programs right now, particularly through the unemployment office where they're... Uh, especially folks that have been impacted by COVID, where you can get a lot of assistance. So look into that because it's there for you. If you know, if, you, if you're feeling a cessation of, of work, I don't know if it happened yet. If you're just kind of looking down the horizon, seeing it coming, but there are things there that are available. But we will pray because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just looked up uh, Jermaine and his family that you've always taken care of them and you're not going to stop, stop taking care of them right now. And Lord God, we just pray that you give them your perfect peace, that Jesus surpasses all understanding, guard his heart and his mind in Christ Jesus, because our God never fails. He says mm-hmm. he's with you even to the end of the age. Yeah. And, uh, your word says in, in, in Philippians 4, 19, that our God shall supply not some, not three-quarters, but all of your needs, according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So, Lord, we pray, Lord, we stand upon your word, Lord God, that you're not a man that you should lie, but all your promises are yes and amen. And so, Lord God, we just pray, Lord God, uh, that Jermaine would cast his cares upon you because you care for him. And your word says in Matthew 6 that we should not worry but rather just seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and all these other things would be added unto him. And will God give him that assurance, stand with him, strengthen him, and encourage him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Jermaine, thank you for your call and your prayer request. And keep us posted on uh, what's going on with that. I will. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you, my brother. Stay strong uh, for uh, the Lord, but also for your family. Because he's put you as the head. So uh, stay strong. Keep everybody in the armor. And, uh, you know, you're God's child. And he said he would provide for you. He said even the, he takes care of the birds. How much more important are you than they? So seek first the kingdom of God and this righteousness. You know, Dr. Buckner, we have a little bit more time. So if you want to spend a little time talking mm-hmm. to him about the Yes, I just want to say thank you yeah. so much, Gary. Uh, yeah. Matthew 6 and 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So you want to do a study of uh, Matthew chapter 6, because it talks about the lilies of the field, how God provides for them, as well as the birds. You know, you've never, never heard of a bird getting an ulcer, uh, because right. they trust in God, and God provides. And he says, how much more important are you than they? So, you know, you stay strong uh, in the Lord and stay strong for your family uh, during this time that you're going through. And uh, we're all on shaky ground, but if your life is built on the foundation, which is Christ, there's nothing that can bring your house down. So you stay strong, and you as a child, 
And he, like Brother Gary said, he said he'll provide all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So you stand on his promises and trust him, and you're going to be all right, my brother. Let not your heart be troubled. John 14 and 1. Uh, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. All right. God bless you, brother. Stay strong. Thank you. All right. Well, you got it. Brother all right. Yeah. a home run in the name of Jesus. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California. That's T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers. Until next week at this time, when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments and dialogue with Dr. Butler, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.